earlier on this month, we were talking to a woman that was stuck in Israel where she was going to speak at an accessibility conference. Uh, Mayan Ziv uh, was headed there via Air Canada. Her $30,000 wheelchair, an electric specialized wheelchair, had to be put in the hold below the plane. If you don't know this story, I know you know where I'm going with it. You don't have to be a genius to to put together the pieces that they uh, damaged the wheelchair beyond um, use. And so she was stuck. She was very disappointed because it was very painful for her to be in uh, a rental wheelchair at the time. And she was talking about how the the entire episode and how she was treated because they originally offered her something like $300 as a voucher or something like that for the damage. Um, How it made her feel as a human. Here's what she said. It's hard for me. Uh, And the majority of the time, even when I can do something, I'm in excruciating pain because I'm not supported properly. Yeah, I don't know what that's going to look like long term, but the bottom line is, you know, it's this is not an inconvenience. This is my mobility. This is my independence. And unfortunately, this is not a one off situation. Uh, This is something that happens to people with disabilities every day. I asked her what she wants. I want systematic change that addresses the major shortfalls of how airlines and the travel industry actually treat people with disabilities. I want equity and I want justice. Uh, And I think it's time to completely redesign how we support travelers with disabilities. It's time for change. She wants change and I get it. Um, Look at accessibility has been a very important topic and for decades now. And I think we're getting increased accessibility. But when you hear stories like the latest where um, a guy took his kids to Wonderland for a day, wanted to spend the day there, but he knew that because of um, his abilities or lack of ability, uh, for lack of a better word, he has a condition that limits limits his ability to walk long distances, he'd have to rent a chair. So he um, knows that Wonderland has chairs available and, and goes up and rents a chair for the day so he can keep up with his kids. And he has to pay $50. So he said, okay, well, he puts the deposit down, gets the electric wheelchair, spends the day with his kids, goes back, asks if uh, he's returning the wheelchair in good condition, asks uh, if they were going to put the deposit credit back onto his card. And they said it's non-refundable. Non-refundable. You would imagine that it's non-refundable if there's damage, but there was no damage to this chair. What is going on at Canada's Wonderland? David Lepofsky joins us. He is the uh, chair of the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act Alliance to talk about this. David, how common is this? Because it seems a bit ridiculous. Well, I, I can't give you figures on how common it is, but I can tell you it's appalling. Uh, my understanding from the news reports is not that he rented the chair, that he uh, asked if he could use a chair, that they asked for a cash deposit, but then they, they turned it into a fee, essentially. It should be free. It should There should be no charge for it. It's just a basic accommodation and, frankly, a basic courtesy. And as the news report indicated, um, they charge him admission, but he can't, because of his disability, actually use some of the rides. So they're charging full freight uh, for services he can't fully enjoy. 
Um, he's there with his kids, I gather from the news report. But then they're charging this added fee for using the wheelchair, which is like a disability tax. So it's it's adding cruelty to cruelty, and it just doesn't seem right. And by the way, uh, you played that that earlier feed from the the, the story about Air Canada mm-hmm. and my Ian Um I got to tell you, for one thing, I agree with her. I know her well, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, uh, there was an unbelievable cruel irony there. She's a disability accessibility advocate who was going to Israel to speak at a conference on accessibility. And Air Canada, you know, irreparably damages her wheelchair. And, you know, people with disabilities shouldn't board an airplane uh, living in constant fear that they just don't know if their wheelchair is going to get demolished at the other end. The same way we passengers who can walk don't should not have to board an airplane wondering whether Air Canada is going to jackhammer our legs before we get off the plane so we can't walk. You know, uh, it, 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 it's it's totally outrageous. And to, the, the key point governing both of these is really what you heard from my answer at the end of that clip. We need systemic change. So in the case, I'm going to tell you what we need. In the case of, of uh, the, um, the the situation with the gentleman at Canada's Wonderland, we need a guarantee of, of effective, accessible customer service. Now, a customer service accessibility regulation was passed in 2007 by the province. It is woefully weak, completely ineffectual for this, and not effectively enforced. Um, it was revised by the provincial government, and this is the Kathleen Wynne government, in 2016, uh, with minor tinkering that disregarded the major areas that needed to be fixed. By law, the Doug Ford government was obliged a year ago, June, to appoint an independent advisory committee to recommend ways to strengthen it. The Ford government is in complete violation of its own accessibility law because it never appointed that advisory committee. So we need Doug Ford to do his job that the law requires of him. With respect to the the story about Air Canada, that's a federal responsibility. Mm. And it shouldn't be left to individuals like my young Zim to to live in dread every time they get on an airplane that their wheelchair might be uh, damaged uh, irreparably by the airline. Um, and, And to that end, what needs to happen is not only for, should Air Canada put things right with her, Air Canada should go public with an independent, or should have an independent investigation of how this happened. Who, what happened? How did baggage handlers get away, uh, or whoever it was, with damaging this? We don't know who, how it happened. Are they being monitored? Is there video that could show who is responsible and how this kind of irresponsible behavior took place? But not only that, there's two other parties that need to, to take action. Right now, the Canada Transportation Agency has is mandated uh, to oversee accessible um, transportation air travel. They've been completely ineffectual as well. They're too close to the airlines, I believe, mm-hmm. too cozy with them, uh, and aren't effectively uh, uh, enforcing requirements under their own laws. And they they need to step up to the plate and provide proactive enforcement so that. Uh, the airline presidents know that they can't wait for this damage to happen. They've got to make sure it doesn't happen before it ha- before it takes place. And the final 
uh, folks that have to step up to the plate are the Justin Trudeau government. And we're not yeah. partisan. You'll see I'm making a point to Doug Ford for certain things, and in this case, to Justin Trudeau. They passed a law in 2019 called the Accessible Canada Act. It's supposed to guarantee an accessible Canada by 2040. And I was involved in advocacy, as were many, for that legislation. We asked the federal government to take accessible transportation away from the Canada Transportation Agency because they have decades of a really bad record on this. Here's just another example. They didn't listen. It's time they do. Responsibility for oversight of accessibility of air travel should be taken away from the Canada Transportation Agency that's both been ineffectual and too cozy with the airlines, and it should be given to Canada's new accessibility commissioner who's independent, arm's length, and I think could do a better job.